Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to episode 95 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com, and our second show back in the 2020 era. With me again, my co-host, Matthew Matthew, ah, Matthew, Matthew, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. <laughs> and What's back up? with us for the first time in 2020 is Janelle Wheeler. Yes, so excited to be here. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, you were you were kind of like, you were having withdrawal symptoms from not I was, not being I kept here and, uh, like texting, hey, podcast this week? Hey, <laughs> podcast this week? And everyone's like, uh, no, <laughs> we're taking like Yeah, vacation. it was awkward. And- it was kind of like just awkward in the sense that we hadn't actually put you in the 2020 budget. And, but we did some scrambling behind the scenes, and now you're back. And that's yes, great. You know, I made it. Nobody ever would know unless we told you right now. Uh, but uh, now that we did get Janelle back, we're going to put it to good use because uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we have a new trailer for dun, 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 The New Mutants. Yeah, wow. so that's happening. After all our trash talk, Charlie Ridgely turned out to be right. I actually had him on here. He couldn't uh, make it on today, that. but we we're going to give him a chance to come on and uh, say his I was right and uh, give us crap for that because he we did just argue this whole thing and he turned out to be right and they're putting new mutants in theaters for some reason. Well, he's right about part one. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we're also going to talk about the first set photos from the Batman that is now officially filming. It's actually happening, guys, and we have the first set photos, so we're going to talk about what all we see in those. Things that are actually happening, the theme continues because we also have the first concept art of Avatar 2, a movie pff, most of us thought never going to see in our lifetime yep. is actually also happening. And we got a massive addition to the MCU. We're going to talk about all of that. Let's start with that last thing because I actually want to talk about that and it's kind of exciting. So the MCU keeps expanding. We're wondering what's going to be kind of like the big hooks in phase four to really pull us in and get us into the franchise again. And they certainly got our attention yesterday with the announcement that they are bringing Batman over to the MCU. Christian Bale, star of the Dark Knight trilogy, is hopping on board the Marvel train. He said goodbye to Martin Scorsese and he came over to the uh, Empire of Evil to join Taika Waititi's Thor Love and Thunder. We have no idea who Christian Bale is going to play in Thor Love and Thunder, but that's a big get for the MCU, right? Absolutely. Like, it's like awesome. crazy. Like Christian Bale is pretty much money in almost anything. So I yeah. mean, even I wonder if, like it's a, it's a good it's a great get. Yeah. But is it going to be like Sylvester Stallone in Guardians 2? 
I would hope that's not. still good. I mean, that's still a good get. I don't know. I think Bale. I mean, are we all begging for more Sylvester Stallone? Well, yeah, I think <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was used. Who wouldn't mind more Star Well, Hulk? right. I mean, yeah, he could have been used a little bit more. But if you get someone, Bale is, I, I feel like, at a little bit of a different point in his career mm-hmm. than Stallone. <laughs> and also so a different you, type of actor. Yeah. So if you get Bale for this, I feel like you're not going to use him in a maybe a little bit bloated cameo. Like you're yeah. not going to just. Even if he's in one of those like so weird celebrity cameos that Marvel's been throwing into more and more movies, that's still like. It's so awesome. That's still a good get. Like Matt yeah. Damon was and like all of that stuff. Like in yeah, or I do, Ragnarok. I like, do hope it's more than that. So do yeah. I. Yeah. And it yeah. sounds like it is a legitimately bigger casting than that. Yeah. Um, but of course, there's already theories about who he could be playing. So let's just talk real quick about who. We, I mean, we don't have a, anything to go on, so there's not like any educated guess about this. But who do you guys want to see him play? Because obviously, from our background, there's an early <laughs> favorite that yeah. basically Christian Bale could play uh, Beta Ray Bill. Oh my God, my, my my mouth isn't working today. <laughs> Beta Ray Bill, the uh, kind of horse-faced alien who also gets a hammer of Thor and becomes his own kind of Thor, one of the most popular characters in Thor mythos who a lot of Marvel fans have been wanting to see join the franchise for mm-hmm. many, many years. So we're kind of getting, that's the early fan fave. Yeah. People were kind of losing breakout. their minds. Yeah. It was really cool to see that trending on Twitter, especially if you don't know what that was and you just open up Twitter and you're going, what, what is this? And then, yeah, well, let's, uh, look, this is why, I mean, this is why you're good additions, you know, like what did you think when you opened up Twitter and saw, that Christian Bale could be this horse-looking alien thing. <laughs> I wish that you guys First could of all, see my face right now. What do you understand right about Beta Ray Bill? Beta um, Ray Bill. I, I'm trying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration today is really. Oh my today. god! It was really hard for me to understand um, or try to get down to the bottom of: is, Would he be kind of like a nemesis at first, and then move into a counterpart? I know that he uses the hammer that Thor is currently using right now, um, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of disjointed information and that's why I'm glad I'm here because I want to know more about this character. I guess his species doesn't look exactly like him and he had some kind of thing happen to him where his face got stretched out to be more like a horse face and um, that that definitely threw me for a loop but Christian Bale is kind of a beautiful man and does have his face like I mean he, he right. would pull it off. He'd kill it. Yes. He I just feel like it. I do feel I, one I don't really understand understand why everyone jumped to that as the conclusion i guess just because they want better i mean i don't i don't understand because i mean there's nothing really to go on like you said so i mean i could say throg and have about as much shot as better yeah. bill which is the thor frog right so that makes as much sense like there's nothing pointing to beta ray the one i would kind of like because if we are leaning into this like multiverse you know reality dimension stuff you can have some fun with that, especially in Thor. So I would love to see them do a riff on Thunderstrike and let Bale work some magic on that and do. I trust Taika to do something really absurd and fun with that character because that character is lame. Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike. Because no one expects is this the that. Of the Thor no one expects that. No one expects that. He's been lame for a long time but if in the right hands i feel like taika could find something i mean think of korg like that's such a on paper and meek yeah they're they're 
good characters, but they weren't yeah, but what those Taika made them. But those aren't like blatant Thor ripoffs. I know, but I'm saying if you're going to have something, I feel like the vibe of this movie is, is I mean, keeping with Ragnarok, right, is a very fun, lighthearted vibe. Take something as absurd and stupid as that and have him work his magic on it. Yeah, he might not go by Thunderstrike, but give like the second you want sad him to have hammer. A mallet? I mean, okay, think about this. If Thor, if the Thor universe had their own version of Street Fighter's Dan, that is what I could see <laughs> Thunderstrike being, right? Thunderstrike has a tiny hammer, right? He has this little bitty sad hammer. He can only oh, do God. like one lightning bolt. Like bring that into a Taika movie and it becomes ridiculously fun. So I think something like that would be cool. I and think, Bale can do that. I think the Dario Agar uh, campaign is probably, it makes a lot of sense because- Explain, okay. I agree. So, Dario, so Dario Agar is the CEO of Roxxon Corporation, which is basically like the shady evil. It used to just be the shady evil oil organization of the Marvel universe, but now it has since expanded to basically be like evil Amazon basically, um, or Google. And the guy who runs it, Dario Agar, uh, also turns into a minotaur. Um, but given how Taika likes to skirt the line of politics and, and stuff in all of his movies, evil, CEO who could turn into a minotaur is right up his damn alley. Yeah. Yeah. And Christian looks well fitted for that. And, you know, and, like, and you know, Jamie Lovett said the same thing. He goes, he can just play his American psycho, psycho character yeah, say, this, in this movie. It's always, you got to ask, what do the casting directors see to kind of right. get this? And it's like, it sounds like that would be American psycho Christian Bale kind of coming back and doing a riff yeah. on that, which, you know, he might love to do some kind of like yeah, yeah. i think that's Patrick a very with a guy who could turn into a minotaur so that's a very accurate i mean i i think in all likelihood it will end up being something along those lines i still want thunderstrike <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of i mean i'm all for having thunderstrike in the in just because it plays against but, type of the characters that bale typically but, plays he plays oh. brooding he plays the very conflicted internally very like it, he plays those characters thunderstrike complete you, opposite you of may that. have read you may have read more thunderstrike than i think anyone in the world has <laughs> <laughs> bragging right there you go i was well, I mean, that's mad any other five people at thunderstrike on you know <laughs> Wonder he could be playing cardiac. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> if Make it Christian Bale ends up playing cardiac, like Make it happen. I'll let you name whatever crazy <laughs> thing you want me to do Fair after enough. that. But um, yeah, I mean that sounds like the most grounded. I think there's a lot of this. We don't know anything about Love and Thunder's storyline other than the premise that Jane Foster is becoming Thor. Yeah. So I mean, if they're going with like the Jane Foster cancer storyline and all of that. Like I could see something like Roxon coming into play with that, mm -hmm. you know, for various reasons. About, yeah. I mean, the whole cancer cure would be like that. What's, what was that guy who's now in jail forever who had the AIDS pills that he was selling for like crazy amounts of money? Oh, what was oh, that guy's like name? Real oh, oh, or, um, or, oh, the guy who's got the uh, Wu-Tang Wu yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Felly, Smelly? No. <laughs> it's okay. Smelly? Martin is it Martin Scarelli? Martin Scarelli. Yeah, I was Martin close. Scarelli, yeah. <laughs> Smelly, Felly, Scarelli. Yeah, there it is. Whatever. Um, like, like a type of Martin Scarelli type character. I could yeah. see I could see that mm -hmm. kind of happening, too. But I could also see it going the complete opposite way and having Christian Bale be somebody of cosmic significance. Like, I like the Silver Surfer theory. If that was somehow worked into this, that he would be Martin Scarilla. There we go. Norrin cool. Rad. I mean, I could even see him being something like if they were to finally introduce like a secret induction of like Galactus or something like that. 
Um, you know, then there's the God Butcher. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, in there's here. a lot. I mean, Thor's kind of dual nature is, you know, in the clouds, God and on Earth thing makes it kind of hard to call. Which this one is also one of those times where I wish you could get a redo because I think Bale would be an amazing Malekith. And but he's already mm. been done and and ruined, tarnished, and tainted. And Not by the actor, but by the yeah, no, director. the actor was yeah. fine. But I just it makes me feel bad because I'm like, man, this would be awesome, especially seeing what he did with War of the Realms and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that would be such a cool thing. But it's not gonna happen. And it would also be cool if he was like head of rocks and and they connected that back to things like Ant Man and the Wasp and yeah, because Roxon exists yeah. in yeah. the MCU. So and that was a great big part way of Ant-Man to tie and the Wasp together. that was dropped about who uh walter goggins character was trying mm-hmm. to get all this stuff for and his master so that would be an interesting connection all right well we'll wait and see what happens with christian bale in the mcu i'm i know we're all happy to that they're continuing to land these kinds of actors yeah, that's, yeah. Huge that's good um moving right along to new mutants so we got the trailer for new mutants finally hey, it's only been crazy. a couple couple of uh lifetimes but we finally got this thing after the initial teaser which was kind of cool um, and this trailer, I mean, surprisingly enough, it didn't disappoint at all. Like it was yeah. actually a, a very solid trailer and kind of good expansion on what the teaser was. <laughs> it just took many, many <laughs> years, but, and it kind of added some more interesting elements that we didn't know about before. Um, the teaser had basically said all these kids end up in a hospital. They're mentally troubled. They've been through traumatic things. They're all mutants. There's a great thing from Alice Braga about, you know, baby Cobras being the most venomous because they can't control their venom and how much they inject and as a metaphor for young mutants and stuff. And some horrific stuff was happening. It was all a big mystery. This trailer kind of lays it out a little more and it kind of tells you the story of Danny Moonstar and how she's kind of driving this story when she comes to this hospital. But it's not really a hospital, which is the new twist that we get. Like this is some kind of weird spiritual or demonic kind of cage that they're in. Like the hospital literally has like a force field because demons love force fields. But anyway, um, and they're being haunted by some entity. It's the demon bear storyline. We can confirm that now from the comics. We actually see the demon bear and these very kind of troubled and powerful young mutants have to come together and get themselves out of this situation. And so there's a lot of cool stuff in here and the visual effects are a lot more done. We get to see like, if not full kind of showcases, at least teases of like Rain Sinclair transforming into Wolfsbane or Cannonball powering up to shoot off somewhere or magic. Yeah, yes. the best. The best part of this trailer is magic. Yeah, Ilana Rasputin <laughs> manifesting her kind of armor and sword and that whole thing. Coming out of a portal, out of portal, limbo, like all yeah. that. Yes. So that all looks pretty good. And it's. Pretty much what we wanted. It's the mixture of horror and superheroes. That's really creepy. With a little YA twist to it, and so looks pretty good. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think the key to this movie will be how well they pull off these kind of sequences, these almost like Nightmare on Elm Street sequences, where they're doing these kind of like nightmares come to life type things. Um, it looked really cool, like in the first trailer when we saw Danny Moonstar in like a solitary room where people are like coming out of the walls yeah. <laughs> like Oof. and stuff like that. Uh, and there's a lot of different hints of that in this, like Rain's past with her father and, you know, that whole thing and the, her connection to the Catholic Church and what happened in the mine with Cannonball and all that stuff. So, again, I like this because it's an interesting take on the X-Men mythos about the kind of trauma of of becoming a mutant combined with, like, you know, the, the hardships of puberty, adolescence, yeah. teenage years, all that stuff. 
Um, and that looks like an interesting through line and a little bit darker take on the X-Men lore. So I'm kind of excited. Will this lead anywhere? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. So like, Charlie is it was a standalone right. or I mean, I don't know. So Charlie was right. I would really to love to hear like, uh, and I'm sure it'll come out. He was, but I said this point. would have shut down Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think it's wrong. I, I don't know why it they're releasing it to theaters. And I don't think it's going to do much when it yeah. goes to theaters. It, I mean, it, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, this was a movie that was so troubled by production, but with, with so many of those, the key producer people out of the equation that I wonder if Disney just called up Josh Boone and was like, all right, well, let's see what you originally had. And just like, it's already here. Why does all make some money? They've got a week. I mean, like when you look at it, Disney doesn't have the year that it had this year, next year, or this year. Or this year. Um, and so they're going to need to get every penny they can and, it, and, you know, putting it on Hulu without making someone pay a licensing fee for it doesn't, you know, it makes sense, but doesn't make sense. I don't know. There, there is so much more at play here that I am just dying to hear about when. Well, that's the most interesting part out. to me is that like, I, I want to see, it's the same thing. We talk about the Snyder cut. I want to see the documentary more than I care about the movie. I don't this, care about mo this, this movie, movie, I'm not going to see this, this movie, movie. For, for a while was deader than dead in oh, yeah. a, it was in a filing cabinet yeah. somewhere wow. locked shut. No one wanted to think about it. And so what all the ashes have moved on. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's, I'm more interested in that. Like, I would be so excited to watch that. But, you know, I will, I, I'm excited for this because of magic. That is literally the I mean, only she part. She looks that, great in that. Yeah, that, she looks awesome. And I'm that, like, okay. and Demon Bear looks great. Yeah. And there is that, that possible possibility of what looked like Lockheed, you know, showing yeah. up in a very slight second. But the trailer was also very, very dark. Very like you needed dark. to be in a pitch yeah. black dark room to, yeah, with your brightness on the brightness on your screen up really high. Yeah. I'm curious how Gave this the Game of Thrones finale a run plays, for its money. Because like one of the Dark Phoenix things, yes, it was a not great movie. Right. Overall. But another Adam. thing against it was that it didn't have any connection. People knew it was a lame duck movie. Yeah. It was dead in the water. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we don't know that this is all dead now. Like, we don't know why they put Leif dusted it off, why they're putting it out, what the plan yeah. is. Like, if this is the f just weird epilogue to the Fox X-Men era, or if it does well, do they do something and continue it? Like, we don't know. So we do know it'll be pre-G-13, so it's not like it's a rated R like thing for that whole other genre of harder comic book movies they might do. Um, this would just be kind of a Marvel movie now. like Which so. I yeah. think in this case helps it. I do too. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. But we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, does anybody have any parting thoughts before we move on about I mean, the I'm new Mutant I'm excited trailer? to see it. Like I, I don't even have a lot of background with, you know, these characters. I don't know a lot about them. But just from the cast and then seeing how well they kind of executed the trailer this time and gave me all the information I needed to know to understand what was happening. I'm, I'm probably going to go see this in the theater myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in it. We got one sale. Do yeah. we have any others? <laughs> Let us know. All right. Moving right along again. So in terms of things, you know, we've been waiting for, uh, so new mutants we got. Ugh. Now we're getting <laughs> Batman is happening. The Batman is filming and we've seen uh first set photos of the Batman and, uh, you know, nothing too crazy. We're not going to get too deep in this because there's nothing too crazy. But uh, hey, it's a what, guy. What we've seen is interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a helmet on a person. Um, we've seen uh, no Colin Farrell outfit. on set holding an umbrella. And what we've seen is 
Does he have gray hair? I think he has like gray hair. The in thing it. I, I don't know if it's gray blonde. hair or if it's bleach blonde. Yeah, it's, bleach it, blonde. it's, like it's a, a light color. Yeah, it's, it's a light dark, color. Okay. You know, Irish black hair, yeah. like as yeah. usual. So we've seen that. But otherwise, I mean, we haven't seen anything like unique about his appearance. There's no like prosthetics. Mm-hmm. No, no, no elaborate like costume. Thank God he doesn't look like Joker from Suicide Squad or anything. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Janelle. I know <laughs> I that's one him. of your faves. <laughs> I love him. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, that was not a shot. Um, but he doesn't have Damaged. like any over, like, flam- <laughs> like over flamboyant like big fur coat and a monocle or anything like that. Yeah. Basically everything we've been seeing in the fan concept art since he's been cast. And I just want to say thank you for not putting a giant like prosthetic nose, like hanging down over his. You don't face. like the nose? No, because it's him and he's beautiful. Like, don't do that to him, please. Uh, I, Just, I would have rather had a, that happen to a different actor, not him. Yeah, so that's the first one. So we saw our penguin, Oswald Cobblepot, that Matt Reeves himself kind of said, oh, is that you, Ozzy? And kind of like joking around. Um, but he's holding an umbrella, so that's, there's that. He could uh, have a, one of those weaponized umbrellas, which would be pretty cool. But so far, he just looks like he might be a gangster, which would make sense. Um, the other photo was kind of a little bit more exciting because we saw... Uh, a very covered face, Robert Pattinson, uh, filming a scene where he's kind of riding a motorcycle and like what looks like he's been doing some uh, motorcycle diary style travels. And of course, that is got fans excited because that is from the comics. Uh, Batman on a motorcycle is mm-hmm. part of a storyline in the more modern Batman stories. And uh, so that was kind of a cool little Easter egg connection to to I the saw modern the images comics. of that. And I wish they would have. I don't outfitted him more like the comic book. I mean, I, even yeah. if they kept the, you know, the ears and all that, like with the mask, if they wanted to keep that, you know, not figured out yet, it would have just been nice to see more of like the camo with the, like all of the pockets and things. something that looked more like a costume as yeah. opposed to a dude. I mean, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, we also have to question, we don't know the context. Yeah. Right. So. Right. If this is about a young Batman and and all of that, like he, this could be before he knows. Before like, he, he knows, like become. yeah, okay. this could be him training. It could be him, you know, learning detective skills Trying all over the out world. Trying out visually anything. Yeah, doing all that stuff. He's so. got the little, you know, like yeah. I, it looks. I know where they're thing. filming mm-hmm. in London, but it looks like he could be like riding through like a desert or some yeah. kind of other terrain yeah. that. So. Very, is, very daredevil, like yeah. early career, having that just the thing of whatever he could scrounge up. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, a millionaire. Whatever. And I, I would say <laughs> my guess is it looked to me like it would be like a flashback to him training and yeah. learning. Like the the we see Batman always learning to fight and like learning you know martial arts and stuff like that. But and even Batman Begins did like you know theatrics and all that ninja stuff. But the training of him becoming a detective and learning all these skills from going for some of the most you know, crime-ridden areas, and specifically where he learned from both criminals and, you know, lawmen and all that stuff yeah, that's is cool. an interesting part we could possibly see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I want to see some, uh, what's his name, Mattress Malone? <laughs> I want to see some Mattress Malone action, uh, you know, Batman's criminal identity, alter ego. So we haven't seen too much yet, but the reason we want to bring this up is because it's the Batman, guys, and it's finally happening. It's actually it's filming. Actually this, happening. Is, this is a movie that is coming out. Yes. They are, well, depending on what they get in the can, yes. <laughs> or it's a movie that WB will recut and throw some deep fakes in and then release. And oh. So like, I know Jim has said in the past that he was not excited for a Batman. Like, he wasn't there yet. Yeah, I are remember Are these too. making you, like, are you getting that swell yet? Not yet. Are you not entertained? No, not, not, not yet. Okay. Oh, my God. Jim, 
I want to. What's it going to take? Costume? The suit. I think the trending topic the on suit Twitter. Will get, no, <laughs> yeah. I think the suit. The suit will be the thing that that gets me in. Oh, that's good. That does not disqualify what I just said. <laughs> Defend, a trending topic on Twitter, and Jim will be excited. I mean, that would be the costume. No. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there you go. No, I think the the suit. The suit will get me in. Will it? What if it's bad? Then it, then I won't be excited for it. What if All it's right. What if it's Batwoman's first suit? The suit she finds in the bag table—that's terrible. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's a then, terrible suit. Then, then I will still not be excited. <laughs> what if this, that's the suit, but everything in the set photos looks awesome? I, I still don't think that's. I still don't think that would be you enough. You got to finish that thought. It's got to be the suit. <laughs> still don't think. It's all about the suit. It is all about the suit. I'm with you on that. I'm. I'm also not excited about the movie. And not. It's. I'm not not excited i just i'm very neutral right now it's not one of the things that i'm most pumped about Look, mark this stuff down batman oversaturation is a real no, I don't if agree you guys are not used to this show if you're just getting in <laughs> mark these down yeah, mark yeah. these times these get revisited because uh, people try to relaunch future episodes and they'll be like i'm so excited but we got to keep the receipts you guys yeah lukewarm on the batman it's Remember just because this. i'm really not seeing anything like even with the photos that were released i i could not make out like anything they were so poor quality they didn't make me they're just it just looked like they were taking pictures of random people on the street i just wasn't possible. you just described most set photos yeah that's pretty much what that's they're true. doing yeah. oh my god he's coming out the of the cafeteria i like the suicide i like the suicide squad set photos that we saw those were pretty that's cool not a good example but <laughs> sure the the winter soldier uh, winter soldier and falcon uh Set photos but look pretty cool. Because they have the suit. You're right. Yeah. Bringing it back to the whole suit thing. You're right. I will we say, need to see him in his outfit. I don't. I can look past a, a less than stellar suit if I like it. Like Batfleck. I don't love that. Suit. Oh, I love that. I suit. still don't love that suit. Oh, but I, I like so Ben much. Affleck as Batman. I, I love can ben definitely Affleck. look past the suit as well. Yeah. Like I, it doesn't have to yeah. be perfect. So. Anyway. All right. So we're gonna keep you updated because now that you know the set photos are out. It's going to keep happening, so we'll see more and more Good, and more, more. Yeah. as we go. And then you can hear the uh, flip-flops and yeah, excitement. Yeah, we'll just flip. <laughs> <laughs> when that happens. It's a lovely process we have going here. All right. In our final news story, we have the first concept art from Avatar 2. Continue our theme of things we thought we were never getting, and now we're here uh, in 2020. Avatar 2. Uh, it doesn't come out in 2021. That should be the name of this getting, episode. When does it come out? 2021? 2021. 2021, 2023, 2025, I believe, is the schedule right now um, for Avatar 2, 3, and 4. And then I think 2027 oh, for Avatar f- we're 5. Never, I mean, I look, I know we never thought we were going to see Avatar 2. We're never seeing the other Avatar. Isn't he doing them back The world to might back? not even be here for Avatar 5. <laughs> yeah, the way we're going. Two, there's no way. There's no, unless he's yeah, selling two, three, four, five, and six. He's doing it all back to back? There's a whole new trilogy after this. Yeah. Unless no, he's self-financing he that entire back thing. Back? Yeah. There's no way anyone's giving him money to do it. Unless this one makes, you know, stupid. If it makes a billion dollars, they'll give him the money. Do you, okay, so here's a bet. Do you think it'll hit a billion? Well, let's talk about these concept art of yeah. what we're going to see. That's a good segue. So, the concept art. Revealed by 20th Century Fox. Uh, it's from what Jim Cameron showed at CES. And basically, it's some plug for Mercedes, but who cares about them right now? <laughs> uh, ain't, giving a, ain't giving this show money. Uh, and basically, it's Avatar 2 has always been the promise that we're going to get this revolutionary 3D experience now taken underwater. Um, it's basically where Jim Cameron's been living since under Avatar 1. He's been living somewhere in the ocean deep underwater studying things like he literally went and found like the Titanic and did a bunch of other crazy yeah. stuff to better help him film 3d 
underwater effects. And so this is like the big hook to this. So it's not surprising that the concept art that was revealed for Avatar 2 is basically like water stuff. The Pandora people go to a water park for summer. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go into like Pandora Beach. And I mean, it all looks pretty stunning. Beautiful. And beautiful in concept. There's good stuff of them of, uh, oh, my God, I can't remember these characters' names anymore. Uh, Jake Sully and uh, hmm. Natiri kind of overlooking, have a nice little couple's beach view. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a view at night, impressive. of course, of them fishing that. for food. What's up? That was impressive. I don't think I could do recall their names like that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I couldn't. I, I just remember the annoying, the things that annoyed me in Avatar. Jake Sully. Um, them flying on those dragon things over the water, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Is that a shot from... It's Panzer Dragon Saga. <laughs> That's what that looks like. And some strange structures in them riding kind of like aquatic dinosaur things. Um, so that's all pretty exciting. And some of the kind of landmark structures that are very interesting. The moons, or is that a planet in the background? Oh, uh, the moons, because the moons are supposed to be a big part. Oh, I think the cool. moons are supposed to be big parts of the sequels. Like, I, oh. uh, This may actually, that may... Okay, now this has been many years, but from my recollection... This may be taking place on a moon of Pandora, and that planet could therefore be Pandora. Like, they may be going to a moon. That was one of the concepts, like, really early on. But that was years ago, so I don't know if that's still the case. But it was that the sequel is supposed to be set on one of the moons of Pandora, which is, like, covered in oceans and had something to do with oceans and affecting the planet or something like that. So. We'll see if that's water the world avatar style. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, Except there's a lot of land in these pictures. They are showing a lot of like island. Yeah, there's vibes. like these weird island masses and stuff like that. Uh, and I think, like I said, if this is a place that's kind of covered in water, then like yeah, these are just the kind of inter- intermittent land masses and whatnot. So is this? I feel like. <sighs> I'm so afraid. I feel like I've, I'm usually a voice of positivity on the show. <laughs> but today I'm like, I'm not excited about this. And I'm not excited. <laughs> I feel like they're making these movies to justify creating an entire section of Animal Kingdom in Florida to. <laughs> they already have. They've already done it. Um, it. Like when that came out, being a Floridian, being from Orlando and loving these parks, growing up on them, pretty much my whole life has revolved around the Disney parks thing. I'm sorry. Uh, we were all very <laughs> confused. We were like, why did they come out with an Avatar park? Like this movie's so old and nobody cares anymore. And it's beautiful, but it's kind of like irrele- it's not it's not really relevant it's anymore. Soulless, like yeah. The first movie. And then now it's been so long and <laughs> the reason why crazy. the movies These was- kids were obsessed with this stuff. Like But I yeah. know, but now it's like it's been so long and we've had so many 3D movies come out since and we've experienced now, all those kids this. who were obsessed with the world of Pandora are now busy like vaping jewels and like, <laughs> you know, don't they have like stuff. kids and stuff now? I don't know. Like, um, yeah, they're on to other things. Like yeah, so I just I don't know if I'm very TikToks up. You know, I'm definitely stuff. not as pumped as I was. Nobody back, is back like then. It was like nobody's insane. pumped. That's why we're starting okay. to get this concept art coming out and just I'm to remind people like, hey, one. Avatar two, it's a thing that's going to happen in another year and a half. Yeah, I think it will ignite that that d- very dedicated base, and mm-hmm. I think it will do well. No, at the dude, box we're off. talking about Avatar two. This isn't about the election. Leave that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> who, but like, but who? But who? I don't even know. Who I'm not one of those. I'm not saying that because that I dedicated I Avatar less. audience is. 
Like I don't, I don't know. Like who I they said, are. they were there. I mean, this was like a religion to the kids at the oh, time. So the sure. kids are vaping jewels and <laughs> yeah. like crushing the pills and doing other stuff right now. And that's They're why not I think like this still is worrying not... about environmentalism on Pandora. Yeah, that's why I think this is in no danger. I mean, I remember we talked about this at one point of like not. I don't feel like this is going to be the seesaw battle between Endgame and Avatar two, and then yeah. you know Marvel does another. I I don't think this ultimately unseats. Endgame, you know, and because some are like, oh, wait till Avatar 2. That's going to blow that one out of the water. And I, I don't know. I maybe it gets close. Well, I think yeah. the, the thing is when Avatar 2 comes out, the re-release of Avatar will unseat. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Yes. Now that could happen. Yes. But as far as the sequel becoming, oh, sitting at the top and, and passing it itself, I don't think I don't think so far anyway, just gauging off of momentum or fever for this. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, James Cameron's got to run out of luck one day. Who knows? Maybe this will be it. But uh, all right, when we come back from a break, we are going to get into our deep dive section because uh, we have a new movie to review today. And we are going to talk about the comics coming out this week because it's been a minute. And uh, we have Matt for one more minute. And so uh, he's going to do us one parting little favor. Yes. All right. So stay tuned for that. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, so we're back. And like I said, we're going to do a quick movie review because... I made the mistake of going out and seeing uh, the Grudge reboot oh my God. over the weekend. <laughs> um, and if you can't tell already about how this review is going that to was a go, good lead, what by a the way, way yeah. to start the segment! <laughs> so I'm a big horror fan. Uh, I was in college and like really hitting my stride and kind of converting from like film fan to industry person, like right around the time of like the J horror wave of the 2000s. And so like I saw all these movies. I saw like the Ring, The Grudge, both the original Japanese versions, then the English remakes, and all that stuff. And and these were like near and dear to my heart. So I was really excited when this reboot was coming. And I saw previews of it at New York Comic Con. I came back singing its praises, like saying that it was going to be like this great thing. It's rated R. It's going to be reset in America so we can get this like, you know, we're not trying to ape the whole J-horror version of it. Could take our thing, Nicholas Pesce or whatever his name is, the director, seemed to have a lot of good ideas about what this would be. Um, but unfortunately, as a kind of fledgling direct director, he just he doesn't have it to kind of get it up on film. Um, yeah, there's a lot of mistakes that the Grudge reboot makes. First and foremost, it is trying to copy 
the non-linear format of the original films uh. with these like intersecting stories that happen, which becomes a big mess. Is like confusing. Yeah, it's confusing yeah. and and it robs the film of any kind of momentum or or pacing that you can grasp onto. Um, he also tries to mimic the kind of a lot of part of J horror isn't like American horror in the sense that we like, you know, torture porn and gore and all that stuff. Whereas kind of like mood concepts, atmosphere has a lot to do with J horror and, and the fundamentals of that. And he tries to copy that. So he tries to make this kind of dark toned, very moody, somber version of the grudge, which ultimately just becomes a very boring, boring beyond belief version of the grudge oh, no like people just looking sad and driving cars is like it two- frightening at all no it's not wow it's hardly frightening at all like there's hardly any scares they don't even employ like the actual grudge ghosts and monsters very much in the movie the head thing wow the head thing is done like you see in the trailers yeah. for john cho so they basically just like, showed all of the frightening things in the trailer yeah those oh, are the wow. all the ghost parts are in the trailer. wow <laughs> Um, and it's and it's kind of really baffling because what you're left with is just literally scenes of these actors, most of whom are really talented. I mean, you got John Cho in this. You got um, what's her name, uh, Andrea Riseborough, who's really talented. Lynn Shay from Something About Mary. Two other women, and I'll be honest, two of these actresses look way too similar. It's so hard to keep them straight throughout most of the movie. But uh, Jackie Weaver who's like also a really talented, you know, actress. So yeah, you got them in this movie and Tara Westwood and like, yeah. And so basically you got these intersecting stories of this cop investigating the case, this old couple living in the house. John Cho is a real estate agent trying to sell the house and his wife and uh, a family who connects this who a mother, daughter, and a father, because the mother was a real estate agent and working in Japan, and she was the one who went to the grudge house and then brought it over to America, um, and how those stories all played out. And like I said, the movie, every time you think something's going to gain momentum, it switches to one of the other storylines. It's mostly just the characters. It looks more like a drama than a horror movie, because most of the scenes are about like the different situations these people are in, like the cop's son's getting bullied and she's trying to fit in because her husband died of cancer and there's like a whole storyline about that. Yeah. And so he tries to get into the emotions behind the grudge, hmm. which is great if you can balance it with horror, but there is no balance here. Yeah. This is a drama that has a few weird ghost scenes and it's most of the time just scary, people just weird. <laughs> getting, and it's very depressing. Like, I'm going to talk full spoilers now. So if you're hoping to see the grudge, don't <laughs> like, just don't just listen to what I'm about to say. But like my wife came away really disturbed because of John Cho storylines about him and his wife, like having their first child. I shouldn't tell you this, um, but oh, they find gosh. out that the child is going to have a very, well. has a very, they get all these tests and then we meet them because the child's going to have a very, very almost certain chance of having like ADS or some really bad developmental disease. And so they're, basically spending this time trying to decide if they're going to keep the child or not. Um, the wife ultimately decides she wants to keep the child as, you know, after John Cho goes in this house, he eventually gets possessed by the grudge. And like the last scene of them is him being possessed and her coming to the kitchen saying like, what's wrong? And he grabs a knife and charges her and they don't show it, but he what? basically stabs her, stabs the baby to death. And there's like a scene they come back to of her just like bloody laying on the floor and he kills himself. Oh my God. Yeah. 
That's how it ends. So that's yeah, that's the climax. Oh no, that's not how it ends. Oh, that's one. That's the climactic scene of the movie, um, because eventually all the storylines converge with everybody's death. Um, so even though, but it's anticlimactic because you know everybody's dead. Yeah. Because the cops investigating everybody being dead, but the end scene is just like this weird orgy of all storylines of them. The moments yeah. they all died, um, and it's presented wow. like a mystery at the beginning with some of the bodies and stuff. But like the other part is this kind of like older couple. Uh, Lynn Shay from something about Mary is living in the house and she gets possessed, cuts off her own fingers in a very gruesome scene and kills her husband who's been caring for her, who knew there were murders in the house, but wants them to be able to be like spirits there together. Don't ask me what that makes sense. So like, oh, um, like, God. yeah. And it ends Jeez. with like the cop kind of beating the ghost, doing this, so going home, this sending her son to school. Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, sending her son to school, and then <laughs> she gets horribly murdered by the ghost at the very end. And she's just the 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 movie ends like the son going outside, getting on the bus while his mom's like in the house screaming until she's not, and then just the scene of the house outside, and then the credits roll, and everybody was just like. W T F. Like, what is this? What was the energy in that room? (laughs) Everybody was just like, was it just dead silent? Well, I think two kids kids got up and said it best for me. That was trash, bro. That was trash. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that was trash, bro. That was trash. So, yeah, um, the Grudge is one of the worst horror remake or reboots or remakes or it's not a remake. It's one of the worst horror attempts at a reboot I've ever seen. That sucks. Um, The trailer looked so promising. Yeah, it did. Good for those. Trailer editors. Yeah. Well, I, like I remember Kofi coming out of New York Comic Con, being like, "Yeah, I'm excited for the Grudge." I, I was really psyched. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like there opening night and like all psyched about oh it. Oh my god! I bought tickets in advance, paid that service fee. I was looking at my wife, yeah. like, <laughs> money well spent. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Grudge is really bad. Avoid like the plague. We're not starting off 2020 on a positive note with that mm-hmm. movie, but uh, it's gonna get better. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, bad boys, looking at you. Do little looking at you, but uh, oh gosh, that's my review wait of those. the Grudge. So, moving right along, Matt, we have an announcement to make. So, uh, Matt is going to be here today, but uh, you're taking some time off for yeah. the next uh, few weeks, months. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting into. I just gave you an open book of time because we'll see. Uh, He's gave me nightmare fuel. For you are sitting here, minutes, but tomorrow you, you have a kind of important appointment. Yeah. The gonna, birth of your first child. Yeah, Yay. I'm very excited. Ember Lunette. Uh, actually, it's Ember Lunette Yvonne. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, because Anissa wanted the extra name. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I'm not going to object because Yvonne is Batgirl. So whatever. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, sure. So uh, yeah, that's tomorrow. So yeah, I'll be out of pocket uh, for about four weeks. So um, month yeah. or two, whatever. <laughs> Where do you yeah, think I'm is. going? It's almost like uh, Kofi doesn't want you to come. Yeah, back. I know for oh, real. I'm starting to feel like I'm a dad of two. I know what realities are for this. You say you're gone a month, and then six weeks later, you come in here looking like you were abandoned on the island, and you've been living in the hatch and lost. Be like my version of the beach. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, so, he's just gonna be playing video games the whole time. A, a little volleyball. End of week four. We just get a call from Matt. Not yet. Not coming back. Not yet. yet. I'm not coming. Um. So yeah. This is going to be uh, your last comics rundown before fatherhood, before yep, uh, you come back in a whole different world of of kind of life experience. Yes. 
Ember is going to visit the show, by the way. So well, yes. we're going to have to find someone to do the comics rundown now. Yeah, I was going to ask, are you guys going to have the comics rundown continuing on? Oof, we don't plan that far ahead on the show. That's a good question. Yeah, of <laughs> course we will. We don't, a, we don't plan that far ahead on the show. It is a fan favorite segment of the show. Of course we'll, we'll have it. So, for good fortune, <laughs> <laughs> give us a good, truly rundown of some good comics. All right. Uh, well, what will you be reading in between poop changings? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I will be reading some new stuff from Boom, uh, which is Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 11 uh, is out. The Hellmouth saga is continuing. It's been a really cool crossover. If you're looking for something horror-tinged that is not the grudge uh, to been, read. So that goes it's been going oh, on for a while now. No, it's long. Yeah. Like when they announced it, it was like, oh, okay, you're going to have tie-ins in each single issue. And then it has its own eight issue series in the middle. And then they're going to do like their own little alpha omega thing. So yeah, it is long, but it's been good so far. It's been enjoyable. Uh, another favorite is Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number two. You know, I can fit a whole comic segment in here without Power Rangers, uh, which is extremely fun. Uh, I... It's not going to go into spoiler stuff, but there's some really fun stuff for both franchises coming in this. It in looks this. great. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Simone DeMio's artwork, fantastic. Uh, so Batman number 86 is the first one in the post-Tom King era. So James Tom. What did you think? Uh, I liked it more than I thought, but I think it has to do with the fact that Joker is not like that tease. We're not all in yet like we're still like deathstroke's a part of this issue they're they're doing some other things instead of just making it oh it's a joker book so as long as it can kind of balance that we're good in good territory i'm interested to see if he can actually make me care about a joker story at the moment uh just because like jim is with batman Mm -hmm. stuff in general i'm a little jokered out at the moment there's just so much joker stuff going on all the time with DC. Never, uh, not too much Joker. I mean, between Harleen, <laughs> Harley Quinn, Joker, Sanity, uh, Joker, what is it? The Good Smile or whatever. That was a miniseries. And then just the core Batman stuff. There's so much Joker out there, plus the movies and the TV show. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of sometimes it feels like you're just getting inundated with Joker stuff. So I'm a little there, but I hope you can win me over. Uh, also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 101. Uh, they just had their landmark event. This is actually a perfect spot. If you've been looking for a place to kind of hop on, we are a hundred issues in, but 101 is actually a perfect spot to do that and jump on in. Uh, clock number one is actually a brand new series from image. Um, so the premise is kind of, it gave me, um, uh, I am legend and essentially like that one episode of the walking dead that I absolutely love, which is a CDC episode. So, you know, uh, essentially they find the one doctor who's like working on stuff and he's alone. Okay. So the (laughs) premise of this is it's clock number one and it's essentially like a viral outbreak happens. uh, And all the people that are healthy keep getting these various forms of cancer. Um, and they can't figure out what it's from. This one guy, one scientist, it, it's baffled the scientists, uh, scientific community. And this one scientist loses his wife and is trying to fight to save his child. And so it's just like this one person's fight. And they're, and it's like this combination of research. They're trying to find a real way to like shut this down. And you have an emotional story. So if they pull it off, this could be a really cool mini series and it's just wow. a mini series, uh, not an ongoing. So clock number one is something that if you're kind of looking for something for that vibe, check it out. Uh, also absolute carnage is in trade paperback form. So I cannot other than house and powers, which is the event, the comic event of 2019. The, this was my favorite event. It was. Of, it was really um, good. So mm-hmm. it's all collected in one thing sets up a lot of big Best stuff. Marvel tie-ins in a long yes. time. Yes. 
Easy. Uh, and then we also have Miles Morales, The End. Uh, this is their series of essentially like what if books on, hey, this is how this character goes out or dies or whatever. Miles has this and it's an older Miles and they always do kind of interesting things. So these are kind of hitting. That's right. This is the one that's the, it's like, it's, this is the final. Yeah. Miles Morales story. Um, so that one is out. Also, Deadpool number two, I adored the first issue. If you're looking for a little lightheartedness, since a lot of this stuff has been depressing so far, uh, <laughs> that is very much fun. Uh, also, Excalibur number two, Fallen Angels number five, which is good again because the last two issues have completely sucked, but this one was actually decent. Uh, and then Marvel's Avengers Store number one, which is a prequel to the upcoming game. Uh, and then we also have Marvel's X number one, uh, which is a prequel series to Earth X. Uh, for those kind of looking at that. Uh, also, we have Star Number One, which is a spin out of Captain Marvel. And then we have X Force Number Five. So, plenty of X Men stuff just in general. Uh, Marauders is still clearly the best one of the group, but X Force is a close second to me because I really enjoyed X Force. So, that's Comics Roundup. I thought X Men came back in issue four. Oh my God, that last issue of X Men. Oh, was awesome. that was very, very good. Yeah, it was basically the one we were waiting for. Yeah. Apocalypse, Xavier, and Magneto go to a World Economic Summit and. Intrigue and hilarity ensues. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. And also one of the reasons why Fallen Angels is a little better this week is because, guess what? Magneto and Mr. Sinister are both in this issue, and they actually, you know, stopped just writing a bunch of filler. So that helps. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's it. All right. How you feel? Last comic rundown before you start spending your comic money on diapers. <laughs> <laughs> feels good. It feels good. It feels good. I'm excited. Oh, we're excited for you, buddy. Good luck out there tomorrow. And enjoy it. Yeah. Because like they say, you blinks and it is gone. And all of a sudden there's a little person staring back at you making demands. And <laughs> um, So that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. If you are just getting into the show now in 2020 or hopped on our uh, crazy Star Wars bonus episode, Oof, yeah. you can find new episodes every Wednesday, every Friday on comicbook.com where we have an RSS feed that you can subscribe to for regular updates about the show, or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platform. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, Google Playlists, and you can find us on YouTube under the comicbook.com YouTube page. If you want to continue any of the discussion we've just been having, hit us up at the hashtag comicbooknation. We have a growing kind of sector of uh, fans that, continuously talk with us and we talk back with you so hit us up because this is sometimes where we get our best segments for the show and make sure you always check out the wednesday episode and friday episodes of the show we do it twice a week so make sure you check out both if you like the show leave us a five-star review oh man we probably should have read some reviews since you guys are both going to be gone for <laughs> the next half of 2020 um me no i'm only gonna miss one yeah she's gone for one. <laughs> well i just i, I counted all it's just like gone forever <laughs> um, so we're gonna be reading some reviews while i'm sitting here lonely maybe it'll just be me and a pile of reviews to read <laughs> uh, t-shirts that i throw out the camera like i'm like i'm handing them out um, but if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes and we read it on the show, we will send you a free T-shirt. And uh, it's time for another wave of that. So that's coming up. Otherwise, thank you for hanging with us. This has been Comic Book Nation. We hope to see you guys next time. And uh, we're getting out of here. Deuces. Deuces.